Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Unlikely Leadership with Audrey. And today's guest is Crystal Stewart. Crystal is former Miss Texas and former Miss USA, and most recently she's become the president and national director of the Miss USA pageant, which is the largest and most prestigious pageant system in the world. Governing over all the state and local Miss USA pageants, she plans to create a new vision of pageantry using this platform to not only empower young women but to bring back the relevance of pageantry and its significance in the common American household. You know, this was really interesting for us to talk about this, which you'll hear once we get into it. Given how much attention and focus around leadership with women is moved away from their looks and now focused on their qualities, their talent, their skill sets, and basically their grit, I was very interested to see how a leader like Crystal approaches changing something that is historically known otherwise. So it's a great conversation. It's a great thing to listen to as a leader when you need to actually change the direction an industry is going and you have a responsibility and accountability in that matter. So let's jump into this conversation. Thank you so much for making this work. I'm really excited to talk to you about a number of things. And, you know, I know you're very extremely ambitious woman. You're very goal oriented. And I can tell that you're not just goal oriented. You got a clean, nice view of your whys, why that is a goal, why that is shaping your goals. So I love that about you too. I could tell that right away. And, you know, I'd like, I'd like to kick off asking you about this. So, you know, a big part, a, a main thesis of this podcast is that we're going through a paradigm shift in leadership. We're seeing we're seeing the toppling of bad behavior just because it's producing good bottom line results. We're seeing people be accountable for how they're utilizing their communication and, and their actions inside of inclusivity, how they're, you know, actively have their attention on diversity how caring seems to be something that's very important now to express that kind of caring, that kind of empathy, that kind of I see you, if you will, right? We've got the we've got the great resignation happening where people have looked at this time in history and thought, I'm not doing this anymore. This is not worth my life and my time. And they've left, right? So with all of that, I would imagine that in your profession around pageants and and talent and all that goes into to representing i don't think anybody has ever had a misnomer that there isn't an incredible amount of discipline and dedication and work that go into pageantry but i would think now with your vision you're bringing this world through its own transition of leadership and what is important and what is represented so please do tell 
what are you working on in this area? And how did you get to to be here to start to be a change maker in this arena? Wow. Those, you know, loaded questions. I mean, let's start with how I got to this position. And I feel I was prepared. I'm I'm Christian, you know, but um, prepared by God for this position and this transition. It took me, um, Audrey, about five years to win Miss Texas USA. Okay, and then I went on to Women's USA. But throughout that period, I was wondering, like, why did it why is it taking me so long to win? Like, what is happening? I feel like I have to be perfect or something in order to win this pageant. An African-American woman never won. Um, There was a biracial woman, but um, uh, never fully, you know, African-American. Like, what is it? I feel like to be perfect. But what I found is that I don't have to be perfect, but to be excellent in every single area that um um, that I'm working on in order to achieve the goals that I want to have. So I went on and I practiced three P's. It's patience, persistence, and perseverance in order to win after those five years um, from Miss Texas and go on to win Miss USA. I still use those three P's. Um, patience, yeah, persistence, and perseverance when it comes to uh, my leadership skills and uh, when it comes to goals that I set. Um, I just use it to this day, and I feel that's why I have this position in this role right now um, as president of Miss USA. And also, given the resources and the tools that I learned throughout my journey to these young women um, that I'm coaching throughout this pageant process. So it was a journey getting here, <laughs> um, Audrey, but um, well worth well worth the the ride. Oh, I bet. And what what is new getting still? Because like I noticed that with my teams as I'm developing teams, I'm always very hyper aware of women on the team, that there is a level of communication that's very much around their performance. And and then for men, it's it's something equally as men can get very, you know, not to generalize, but I'm going to use this for the sake of this dialogue that men can get hyper focused around the end result and miss out on the why. And I feel like women are very naturally oriented to have a why some sense of meaning the reason behind what they're doing, right. So I tend to work with teams and balance that world out so that we can get that why all over the place and we get the goals and, and, and we're going for it. But I notice even with young girls, when I meet young girls, as a capacity of, of a leader, that I'm always making sure that my very first compliment is never on their looks, or their attire, or anything, I find some way to acknowledge and say, Oh, that's very intelligent, how you put those two things together, or I love the way that you phrase that, you know, how are how are you changing or working actively to change the landscape of how leaders see themselves in this arena when beauty is such a very strong part of the process? How leaders see this. You know, one thing I like that you started with why we just had to. So I have franchises. So it's all the 51 states and we franchise, we give a oh. license to each one. And, you know, one big state was available. It's the, the most prestigious state, you know, and it was um, Texas, right? So they have the larger states, they have some smaller ones, but really prestigious one. And this one was ran by um, a couple that had for like 30 years and it became available. So we did interviews of who would be this next, you know, franchise owner. And as we were doing the interviews, the first question, and it's funny that you leave with this too, Audrey, I'm like, why do you want this franchise? You're telling me everything else, you know, because 
Why do you want it? That's very important to me. Where is your focus? And I found a lot of times that, you know, the men did look at the bottom line, the end result, you know, it was maybe a bit more business reasons. Um, and then I found that the majority of the women, um, a lot of times really wanted to focus on the actual um, contestant the girls themselves. And that was was very important to me. Why are you doing this? Do you want to give back to these young women? Do you want to feed in their lives? Because that's what's important to me. But it is also a business. So how do you combine the two to where you have a, a fruitful business, but you're providing these resources, these tools, these aspirations, the goals, the confidence, everything um, to these young women? There's hundreds and hundreds and thousands of women that you can influence that can go through this program. Why do you want to do this? So that was a, a big deciding factor in um, the next franchisee. And when I hold these you know, meetings, we have um, uh, quarterly meetings with the state directors. It's very important. Why are you doing this? Are you keeping that why? A lot of them, they've been doing it for years. Um, do you remember why you started, you know, um, with this? Has, <laughs> right? Why, why did you start doing this? Has that changed, you know, to keep them back focused? I was, and I told the new franchisee, if you focus on these young women and make sure they have a wonderful experience, the money will come. I did it backwards when I started Audrey in um, pageants. I did Miss Houston and I was worried about the bottom line. Okay, how much money can I make if I have this many girls? How much money can I make? Um, versus Crystal, why do you really want to do this? What is it? You can make money in other ways. I can do. I was doing different things. I was acting. But why do you want to do this? Where does that core, that fire, that feeling come from, the passion? And I found, I was like, you know what? I like helping young women reach their full potential. And finding that unique beauty in each and every young lady. And one thing I set a goal for myself, I want you to know, and I had about 100 contestants my first year. I wanted to know each and every one of their names. I wanted to sow a seed in each and every one of their lives. And that's when that pageant grew more because I knew the why. And that's what I want to instill into the franchisees that I have and the staff. Why are you doing this and keeping that why, knowing and understanding it? Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting how much that is missing in the way that we operate as leaders and that we operate with people that we're rising up is that you can't just state a why, just like you said, you got to keep it alive. They've got to keep it alive. And I, and I always like to say to people, you know, a goal is something you can meet, but when you have a why, you're guaranteed to exceed that goal. Why gives you so much more room and so much more ability to see all of the things in your peripheral vision that you don't ordinarily see when you're just looking at that goal? You miss out. And like you said, you miss out on people's names. You miss out on the quality of the relationships. You miss out on, on ways to pivot and ways to innovate and ways to be creative and, and more revenue that you could be thinking of. That comes from the why. I started with the school. I never thought about, I have a pageant training or a finishing school. Right. And the reason why I wanted to open a finishing school is, like I said, to give young ladies resources and tools that I got through pageantry. But for some reason, when I first opened the school, it started to get more like really young girls. And my target market was like um, 13 to like 27, that age range. It was young women. If I would have stuck in, well, oh, I'm not getting the money that I wanted. This is, you know, this is what I didn't what I want. I would have stayed in that versus remembering the why. Why am I doing this? To help these young women. Okay, why can't I pivot from a, a finishing school into a pageant training school? I've done pageants. I know it. It's almost like a modern day finishing school pivot. So you correct the why helps you um, expand your horizons and think more out of the box and not be pigeonholed into one um, major focus. I think I feel like um, a big apple. 
Apple knows their why of why they're doing what they do. Yeah. You know, that's why they're able yeah. to branch out into music and um, all the different things that they're doing versus just computers. They're able to branch out because they know the why versus other platforms. Let's say phones. They can do iPhones. They can do everything else. But there's some major um, phone companies that just have to stick with phones because I feel they just don't know their why. Yes. Right. They're making money. Don't get me wrong. But, mm-hmm. Exactly. What do you think, Crystal? What do you think your unique experience as a leader um, has given you insight on? Because, you know, every industry that like when I speak to people in the military, they have such a unique experience of leadership. You know, life is at stake. You have to truly create a camaraderie that's beyond personalities and race or anything. You have to truly rely on one another. They create friendships that last through trauma that, la- you know, you could say there's so many unique industries that, um, like I noticed that one of the things that a lot of old school, very, very successful billionaires talk about is Back in the day, we all learned how to sell door to door. And that was the most useful training we ever had in our lives because you had to deal with your fear. You had to deal with strangers. You had to deal with stepping into somebody's comfort environment. There was so much you had to do and you were hungry. What does your industry give you a unique insight on as a leader? I think my experiences um, uh, throughout, let's say, my pageant journey in life in general gave me empathy. Audrey. So for instance, with, with first opening, you know, let's say my school, I would come in and we would have an event. I'm like, oh, don't help me clean up the, you know, the cleaning lady is coming tomorrow. Audrey, I didn't have a cleaning lady. <laughs> I was barely paying the bills because it was, it was a startup. You know, I didn't have that money. So I, have, I was in the back cleaning and mopping, you know, and doing the dishes and everything. So I have empathy. So now when I hire people, I've done everything from cleaning the floors to teaching the students myself to, you know, doing an administrative work. So when I hire my office, you know, office manager and I can see her, you know, tired or burnt out, I have empathy for her. I understand. I'm like, look, this is how I got through it. Let's talk. Is this too much, you know, work for you? Do we need to scale back some? I have that empathy for um, the people that I work with now. And um, with that Empathy. I can look deeper into situations and, and, and fortunately kind of um, come up with an outcome to make sure everyone is in a nice, healthy, safe, mentally friendly um, environment because of that empathetic spirit that I have. I love that. You know, Crystal, one of the things that I can really hear that is powerful of franchises is that you you have, just like you said, you have the experience as a leader of the risk like you've got the risk, it's it's your investment, it's 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 requires all of you, except you have a built-in community that entrepreneurs without a franchise don't have. We don't have an automatic community built in when you start a new business. You're just on your own completely. But with the franchise, you do, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Absolutely. You have that community. Um, and as well as we have a pageant community that, you know, not a lot of people, you know, know about them. When I was in it, I'm like, it's like, it seems like a big community, but it is small, but it's, it's powerful. I always tell people there's power in pageants and that's what I want to get out to our sponsors um, and to just a common American audience about how pageants can change lives. Absolutely changed my life going, life going to Israel and seeing different countries that are represented that normally are countries they butt heads, but seeing these two title holders stand together arm in arm, you know, united. I'm like, there's power in pageants that I want to show to not only the American audience, but um, to the world and showing the inclusivity as well. Audrey, we had our first transgender young woman 
um, Miss Nevada competing in the 2021 uh-huh, pageant, our first openly um, lesbian um, contestant. Um, uh, so we, one thing I'm pushing is inclusivity. Also, um, unique beauty. You know, I think it comes in all different shapes, sizes, colors. So I'm, I'm pushing that more. You don't have to be stick thin in order to be considered healthy. You know, when people talk about, let's say, the swimsuit competition, what is that about? Men gawking at you? Not, not in the absolute least bit. It's about being physically fit and at your best potential. What I want to do is change or pivot the way people think. Do you have to have, you know, super skinny thighs in order to be considered healthy? Right. Can you live a health, uh, a healthy lifestyle, but still be a little bit more curvy? Um, so those are different things um, that I'm trying to change within the pageant system. But I think it's a dip- it's actually a mindset, to be honest, that would need to be um, changed as well of what is considered uh, beautiful. Oh, I love that. What would you say are some of the strongest points of how these young women get developed as leaders? How do they come out on the other side of this? Well, a lot of it goes in with the training, um, Audrey. I treat pageants like a sport. So you have to train. So any NFL player or basketball player, they're training for their sport. And I don't know if a lot of people understand that pageants are a sport. Uh, when you go in, you have a personal interview. So you have, um, swim, you have the swimsuit competition, which is fitness. You have evening gown. And you have interview. Um, with interview, you have a personal interview with the judges. And you don't know what they're going to ask you. You have a resume, which is like your judges form. That prepares these young women for interviews. So win, lose, or draw, if they don't win the crown, they still come out with a lot of life skills that they can use. I've had so many young ladies come to me after um, a pageant. like, oh, my God, I'm so happy I got the job, my dream job. I'm like, oh, that's great. You're like, you don't understand this pageant prepared me for that. Now I have confidence walking into an interview room because I know how to dress. I know how to articulate, you know, my feelings. I'm confident in that room. And pageants do um, do that for young women. Oh, I love that. And I think that I would imagine that through this, it gives them some sense of teamwork as well, like teamwork training, that while you're being competitive, you're still having to work together to have this event work, right? Absolutely. Now, one thing we did differently this year, Audrey, is that we, okay, so we had all the young ladies go to Mexico. We had a fabulous retreat for them. So for a whole weekend, absolutely. So all of the contestants were there and it was a great time for them to bond because what's important for me, even though it's a competition, you don't have to be so competitive, right? It's a sisterhood. Only one young lady is going to win out of 51 of them. So we have District of Columbia, of course, as a state. So only one, but I wanted each woman to feel as though they still won a crown, regardless if it was the physical, you know, crown. What can you get out of this? So we play, we put a retreat together for them to um, take different classes on interview, walking, poise, posture. We had um, like a psychiatrist come to talk to them about deeper feelings and deeper things um, um, that can affect them and affect their confidence and how they perform or affect their life in general. So it's more um, to it for me than the just comp- than the competition. I want every single young lady to feel like they can make a difference in life and be at their best potential without having the crown. Okay, can it expedite the, you know, your, your, uh, um, journey to your goal, having it? Yes, because you have a team behind you and you have the sash and everything, but we can still help these young women pursue their hopes, dreams, and aspirations um, without that crown. And it's by creating those experiences for them. I love that. And I, you know, one of the biggest takeaways that I can hear in your leadership is the word experience. And, and that is really something that a lot of people, like I remember that 
to this day that one of the best experiences I had was traveling through Eurail, through Europe, you know, in Spain, Italy, France, Germany, when I was 15, and going to other countries and being, you know, talking to people, fi- people my age or younger being so savvy with like our American government, and I didn't know anything about their reality or anything. I mean, they had questions that I felt like I was sitting in class. I'm like, how do you know all this about our government? And you're so young, you're not talking to me about music, you know, it was so eye opening to see more of the world than just my reality or just my perceived reality in the United States. And I think that when we can get people on our teams through the work you're doing in to have experiences, to look back and say, you know, you gave it everything, you did all that, and maybe you didn't win, but look at this experience, what this is going to give to you. I think that we're now at a point in history where, you know, we want results, we want all of that, but what we actually also want are are experiences in life, experiences that motivate us, that move us, that expand us, that give rise to who we are, um, that bring us closer together, or at least have us work more effectively together. So I love that you're giving them that ability so early on. And that's something that you're so dedicated to. And it's been something obviously, I can tell that's been very rich and rewarding for you, Miss take out the garbage and clean as well as run everything. Don't worry, but I have a cleaning lady. Okay, sure. And I would get them out that door, lock it and change my clothes, put my bonnet on and get the cleaning, Audrey. So, um, but again, like I said, it gave oh me empathy, God. but to get these young ladies to compete, to get them drawn in, I, of course they like the glitz and the glimmer. I studied Instagram. I'm like, what do they like? What are they liking nowadays? Cause like all oh, pageants are fading. I'm like, no, it's not, but we have to reel them in with what they like. They like glitz, glamor and those things, but I'm like, okay, I can give them that, but how can I give them those traditional values, the things that I learned in finishing school? Like, how can I give them confidence? How can I get those things in there? So. I give them the photo shoots and all the glitz and glamour, the pageant, everything that I want. But like you said, I also give those experiences. So we had the pageant in Tulsa, Oklahoma this year. Uh, well, last year. And, um, you know, they had the Tulsa riots there. Um, and it was the 100th anniversary. So I took them to the um, to the museum to learn about that history, that cultural history. That And again, it's we have, uh, you know, 51 contestants, all race, creed, color, you know, everything. And that was such an experience for them. They didn't know about it. It's not in our history books um, to learn about that. Um, we also it was on an um, Indian nation. It was the Muscogee uh, tribe that owned the resort that we were having the pageant at. So they did a really great cultural event as well. So it was a culture kind of driven event week full of fun, but those are the ways I can educate the young women as well about different cultural different differences and embracing you know, each other, learning their his, learning history as well, um, American history, um, while sprinkling some glitz and glam on there as well, you know, so they can um, enjoy it. But I really feel they enjoyed the entire process of um, the journey that was put forth of them. And with the surveys that we did, it was a really, really wonderful experience for them. Oh, that's so great. Crystal, thank you so much for being on Unlikely Leadership. I love what you're up to. I didn't even know they were franchises. Shows how little I know about that world. That's so great. And um, I love your leadership and your expression and your passion for these young women and what you're instilling them and the discipline and the expansive view is just so powerful.
I think one of the greatest things that Crystal is a demonstration of as a leader is being focused around goals, but learning during the process that if the goals don't have a why, there's no real power, depth, and breadth to them. And it's so great in her maturity going through in the same industry, seeing, oh my gosh, I'm giving it all. I'm giving it my all. How come I'm not getting what I want? And being able to see the missing component, the missing why, the missing depth, that kind of richness that comes when you attach that to goals. And boom, she won Texas. Boom, she won Miss USA. And now she's overseeing that for so many other people to be successful in this area. And just her approach to look at the growth and development of these young women and having them learn the discipline. The other thing that I thought was really, really great is just the entrepreneurialism that you can hear in Crystal. I love hearing leaders who have that level of gumption, who is just, you know, I was taking out the garbage, then I'm running over there telling people, oh, the cleaning people will come, and there's no cleaning people. She's the cleaning people. Um, And just being able to believe in something, to believe in yourself, to believe in what's possible, to believe in people, and be able to say, I have no evidence for this, but I believe this will come to pass. I love that. That, to me, is what great stories are made of. That is what great business is made of. That's what a great rich life is made of. I, I, I just, I can listen to that over and over again. So I would say really a great takeaway here is being able to make your way through the tough times by keeping your eye on the prize, quite literally for her, on the crown, keeping your eye on the prize and never forgetting on a moment-by-moment, day-to-day basis to remind yourself why you're doing it and to express that to other people so they don't just get interested in the end result. They get invested in the journey with you. By the way, that's the way you want to have your customers. You want them to go through your ups and downs of business. You want them to believe in what you're doing. You want them to see and feel a sense of community and belonging because that's at our core what we really want is to belong. Okay, as always, you can hear more about our podcasts You can read transcripts of our podcasts at www.amplifyvoices.io. That's www.amplifyvoices.io. Thank you. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.